Maybe I am a fucking idiot. Well, that's good, because you are a fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. Well, you're just being a baby now. Maybe. Someone Maybe calls you a dessert. fucking idiot because you're dumb. I'm not dumb. All right, well, agree to disagree. I can't really say I'm blonde anymore either. No, you can't. <laughs> Damn it. All welcome right. back, everybody. Hi. And welcome for the first time. Uh, here we are again. Soul yes. of a Gamer. Yes, we're bringing in a new game every week. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm stealing your life. I'm Scott. Oh, I'm Steven. <laughs> yeah, and he's right. We do play a game every week. Yeah. And we tell you about it. Yeah. And here we are. And last week we did SSX. Yay, that's a shit game. Yeah, yeah. Not Probably as... good to pass the time if you like being angry while your time passes. <laughs> yes. This game is a great game to pass the time if you oh. like being like neutral when your time passes. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty neutral. I feel like roguelike games are just like that. I don't know if you've oh, played yeah. any others, but like all the time, they're just like they're easy to play. This one's the exception, but normally like very little story. Uh, you're mostly just preoccupied with actually the gameplay, which is, yeah. that's great for roguelike games. You know, you don't want too much story muddling up the gameplay. Yeah, the first uh, roguelike game I ever played was uh, B- BPM Bullets Per Minute. And it was a roguelike thing where you had to go through like dungeons. Oh yeah, so you but you had to shoot on the beat and reload on the beat. You yeah. actually could, and like everything's on the beat. Yeah, it was really interesting. I it's a little different from the roguelikes I'm used to. Yeah, uh, the first one I played was like a pirate one. Same same idea. You have cards. You have to play each turn, oh, okay. and you can draw more cards with special cards and do stuff. Like, and then you have a limited deck. Okay. And then once your deck is gone, you reshuffle your deck in. So that's a normal... Oh, okay, yeah. So in normal sense, that's a normal roguelike style of gaming. More like Dominion style of card game where you can't yeah, exactly, your deck. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, that's a board think, game for any of you guys don't, who don't know. It's a fantastic board game. Yeah, basically that's the first roguelike game, I want to yeah. say. But then I think the first video game was maybe Slay the Spire, but I'm not 100% on Slay that. Slay the Spire is definitely one of the most popular ones. Yeah, it's, it's one been I want to get into. It's been out for a long time. It's on time. phone and console and PC. Yeah. So it's like one of those games that transcends all... Yeah, and I'm like, I, I kind of want to try that one out. Yeah, and then like I said, it's been around for a long time. I feel like so I yeah. think it might be one of the first like it adaptable roguelike games where people just and started playing it. They've really become more and more popular over the last couple of years. Yeah. So we've had and uh, our game this week, which is Inscription, and then we've also had Hades come out recently. Mm-hmm. We also had Returnal come out and get a lot of praise, and Deathloop come out. That's four major. <laughs> yeah. roguelike games all come out all at the same time like all within the same year like it's kind of crazy how popular roguelikes have been becoming yeah i enjoy them They're fun. oh yeah all right well let's get started with our first little thing here what's on the box what is on the not box <laughs> well there isn't a box so i just pulled up what the steam store says this is about bullshit it. <laughs> i demand a box <laughs> Boxes are going to be dead so soon. They're going to be so dead. Yeah, they, we're just never... going to have... What's the plot? We're just going to have to read well, you Well, just what imagine this. When I was a kid, like I used to buy PC games in yeah. a box. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore. 
anymore. Yeah. You go to Target and you're like, oh, it's so sad. It's digital codes look for at, everything. Look at these shit PC games just sitting on the shelf. <laughs> never going to be bought. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like... That is true, though. Like, there isn't, like, any games now that's, just, like, just for PC yeah. that, like, I want to buy a PC for. Yeah. Like, consoles have really done that, but PC has kind of gone away from that. Because they fucking load 25 discs in those fucking packages, <laughs> and they're like, listen, you gotta put these in each one at a time. It takes about four hours for each one. Good fucking luck. I think the first time I ever had that experience was with uh, Age of Empires when it was on two or three different discs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, Jesus, why? <laughs> they they did it with World of Warcraft, I'm pretty sure, for the install. Oh, they yeah. had six discs, and then uh, same with the Star Wars Galaxy, similar four discs, I think. Okay. So, back in the day when I was buying discs it would just be such a hassle because you'd be like uh, command and conquer generals you throw the first disc in and be like 25 percent change disc please <laughs> yep. throw the next disc uh, if you remember you never played the mass effect games but mass effect 2 was a two disc game oh one of the halos was as well yeah i think wars maybe no maybe i don't remember maybe it was like May- it odst been, or yeah it might have been odst or one but, of those random ones but like I, I do remember having a couple of games yeah. like that had an install disc and then the actual No, no, disc. no. This isn't... Oh. So this is gameplay disc. So you put the yeah. first half of the game is on one disc. Oh, jeez. The second half of the game is on another. So when you reach the point where you have to get into the second half of the game, it says, please put in the new disc. Oh. Like, and that was oh, so... like uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. so interesting to me because I'm like, what the fuck? Why would they do this? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm guessing because discs at that point, you know... Only had a certain amount yeah. of memory and they yeah. wanted to make it way bigger. Yeah. And Mass Effect 2 is huge. Yeah. yeah very interesting concept, I think, for, I for did. a game. I did get the uh remaster versions of them so i am going to go through them at some point nice all right well let's read this box all right so inscription is an inky black card based odyssey that blends the deck building roguelike escape room style puzzles and psychological horror into a blood laced smoothie darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards Uh, uh, not really Yeah, I'll give it the escape room. I don't understand. I like that, black card based? Like, what do they mean, black card based? Like, just that the cards are kind of dark? They're not really that dark. Well, inky black, like they're drawn in black pen. Oh, okay, I see. I yeah. think that's what they yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. yeah, I'll give it the escape room vibe. I definitely felt in the first and second part kind of an escape room vibe. But yeah. at the same time, not really, because you're sitting at the desk most of the time. Yeah. So I, I mean, it definitely, especially the act one, all yeah. within Leshy's cabin, doing all those puzzles inside, yeah. it definitely seemed like, it no, it wasn't, it kind of was for your escape in a way. Yeah. You had to find that item to escape, which we'll get into more later. Yeah. But, like, so I can kind of agree with that, especially act one. Act one was by far the most escape room. Yeah, and I think act two is my favorite. Act 2 is fantastic. Yeah, Act 2 is probably the best part in that whole game. So, and then Act 3 was probably the... The one you struggle the most with? N- no, not or... really that. I Actually, Act 3 was easy. It was just kind of boring compared yeah. to Act 1. Because it was similar to Act 1, but not as many puzzles. It was it was just more bland. Like yeah. Act 3 was just more bland until the actual end. Yeah, and I, I didn't like what they did with it, but we'll get into that. They did like a Doki Doki kind of thing and yeah, I did not like that. I liked parts of what they did at the end. Yeah. Um, especially the Yu-Gi-Oh part. Yeah, that was great. That was, <laughs> I told you it was going to be so hard. Dude. That part was 
He's like, you can call this a dual disc. And I was like, of course it's a fucking dual disc. I called it You should it be too. so happy to be using a dual if, disc right now. I fucking am. Yeah, I'm so uh, when we were rising, I'm like, huh, this kind of looks like Yu-Gi-Oh a little bit, doesn't it? If I was recording <laughs> that, and then right before it fucking showed you having a dual disc, I was like, oh my god, it is fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. I was playing through the game too slow trying to record this. So once I got to Act 3, I had to stop and just yeah. play through the game. So... I'm going to go back through a second time and record Act 3. Yeah. But, oh my god. I, I kind of wish I did yeah. get to do that because first reactions to a lot of this shit, well, yeah. I was just that so was ecstatic. Just, that was probably the best, too, so. Alright. Yeah. On to our next... Are we damn? You know, the thing about roguelike games is they're very, again, neutral standing. Yeah. I don't notice time go past while I'm playing them. That's true. Uh, so I really didn't notice any music in this game. One of the most annoying sounds in the game is anyone fucking talking. Yeah. God, that was so... I hated Leshy talking. I yeah. hated it so much. I'm like... Need, <laughs> need, need. Just like, can we just lower the volume? I had to lower the volume. Yeah. I was so there tired was, of hearing There was it. a couple of times where the music is just too intense. Where yeah. it's, just, it, it's really like hard to sit through i had to turn it down as well on a couple yeah. parts so i will give it that um there was a lot of parts where i thought the music background music was just kind of subtle it was yeah, nice yeah. it was intriguing it kept me in while you're in and it only happens while you're in the actual game yeah. so while you're actually playing the roguelike card game yeah. uh is when the music's going on but if you leave the bench it all turns off yeah it's all silent yeah. Which makes sense. I like that aspect of it. I th- yeah. thought they did a very good job with that. Um, I think the eerie sounds and the horror atmosphere sounds in this game yeah. are on point. Like, I had an eerie feeling yeah. a lot, especially in Act 1 and the end of Act 3. I had it all in Act 2. Oh, Act 2 was... No, it wasn't eerie at all. Yeah, not as eerie. It, <laughs> well, Act 2, uh, by far, the best thing I thought about as soon as I started Act 2 was it gave me hardcore community vibes. In yeah. season three, when they do the digital estate yeah. episode, where they have that video game, it's the exact same art style and almost the exact same kind of map yeah. for that community episode. Because that's an easy way to make a game, yeah. I think. So. It was so fucking perfect, and I like nerded out extremely. I like paused the game and I was like, look, it's like community! <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was actually she's really like, good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's cool because it reminds me of old school gaming. It yeah. reminds me of old school Pokemon and stuff. So this game having, which we'll get more into in the story. This game inside of a game inside of a game with yeah. all this background lore and the lore goes insane. Yeah, when you find out like how far this goes, which I'll talk a little bit about it. I I don't know fully everything, and I didn't find it all myself. I watched probably two hours worth of people talking about all the hidden lore yeah which expands through all of his entire video game library of all the games he's made yeah dan mullins yeah it's ridiculous you have to play all six of his games to get the hidden lore in this game weird i'm like jesus but yeah music and and vocal so any kind of talking in this game the there are actors who do yeah. speak, but they're in like a video format where you watch videos of them interacting kind of deal. Yeah. But then in the game, the characters, they don't actually speak. They make strange sounds as they're speaking and you read subtitles. Yeah. And that's what I was like, ooh, ooh, that's one of the sounds basically one of them makes. It's really which fucking annoying. I just, especially when I was recording, which I'm going to post this on my channel. I'm going to 
I've, I've deleted I'm deleting all my old shit off my channel and re-uploading all new shit nice. um, with new logos and everything but I actually did voices for every character yeah. <laughs> and nice. I tried to just make it like as fun as possible and that's pretty much the way you have to do it you have to like which especially like when you get like to like prospectors and miners and like, like the way the text is read it, it gives you a kind yeah. of intonation of how they would sound which is I will cool. say Leshy put on the best story oh by far, far. By far. Leshy was awesome yeah all right, well, let's move on to... How does it play? Uh, if you've played a roguelike game, you understand how they are. It's a tower-based game. Basically, you start at the bottom and you're moving up to the top. Yeah. That's, that's every roguelike game. You start somewhere at the bottom and as you move through each individual room or rooms... Uh, that are parallel to each other, and you get to pick which one you go to. Uh, you get new upgrades, you get new cards, you get new everything, and it helps you beat the game. But if you lose once, you're back at the bottom of the tower. Yep. So. And there's checkpoints along the way after each major. Like for the first act, you have to get through four bosses. Yeah. And what is it? Twelve card games. Yeah, something like that. To get through. Um, and find all the hidden stuff in the room yeah. to be able to go to the next act. And once you get to the next act, that's when it yeah. is a safe point that you can always go back to. But until then, you have to restart the entire act one all over again every yeah. time. So it's one of those games that... Which is actually beneficial in act one. Yes, it's super beneficial. Because you get one. you get a bunch of cool cards if you do that. Yes. I made this awesome card because at the end of act one, the main guy like steals your soul or something and puts you in a card. Yeah. And this card was a one cost card, one sacrifice oh, cost nice. card. Eight, eight. Oh, shit. Because I drew one because I asked you to uh -huh. make it and I drew one of my most powerful cards, which Damn. was like a four sacrifice or a three sacrifice card. And 8-8, eight, eight, and then, the, of course, the picture or whatever. I didn't care about the sigil that. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but what's stupid is uh, I never drew it. Oh. And then I died. I died like yeah. four games in on the next play, and I was like, motherfucker! It was such a good card! Stupid RNG. Yeah, I thought it was bullshit. I'm like, why am I not drawing this fucking card? If I drew this, I'd never lose. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it later in Act 3, too, when you're going to make your own cards. Yeah. Especially when you get to send one to a player. Yeah. Like, I made a card that was a, uh, I think it was a two or three cost card, and it was a 2-2 two -two yeah. with flying and, um, I think, alarm, and I called it the the screw you. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, I love the things that you can name the yeah. <laughs> things. Yeah, that was, uh, making a card was cool, but it sucked because you were such, stuck oh. in such parameters. It was, sorry, it was flying and attacking both sides. Oh, nice. Me. So it was not the alarm. It was way yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. Like this, a lot of this game, like the gameplay wise of this, like I love the roguelike yeah. things about it. Um, Act three, I struggled with the most at first just because my deck, I did not. Yeah. You didn't right. feel the love. Yeah. I didn't feel the love of the robots. Honestly, robots were pro probably my least favorite. I felt the love once I got all the, uh, the gyms empowering the robots. Yeah, yeah. Once I had all that started going, and then I started like farming gold and spending yeah. a lot more gold and really building my deck up, that's when I really felt the love. But until then, I struggled. Like I think I had to restart, and like I don't think I made it to a first boss until like nine tries. Really? Yeah. Like it, I was struggling hard. Like uh -huh. I played for hours before I finally hit a boss and then once i did hit that first boss i beat all the bosses first try yeah and i'm like what the fuck i struggled so hard at the mm -hmm. beginning of this but then I, like i said i beefed up my deck enough that i finally just 
was able to get through it, but I struggled. Yeah. So uh, in this game, too, you leave the desk of the roguelike game in order to move around the cabin you're in, in the first part. Uh, You're stuck in this cabin, and there's a bunch of puzzles in there that you can solve. So it turns into a more puzzle-like game for a Mm -hmm. little while. There's interactions with some of the cards that have a personality. And then in the second act, you're moving along like an 8-bit character. So you're walking kind of like you do in Pokemon. All that jazz, all that stuff. And then in the third act, you're back to the original format of just kind of leaving the desk and doing puzzles and such. So there is a little bit more to it than the roguelike aspect. Yeah, it adds a lot of unique flavor to it, especially like for being a card game. It has so much more than the card game. Yeah. But the card game is still the bread and butter of this game. For sure. It is honestly one of the better card games I've played recently. Yeah. Um, I honestly love all the mechanics of it. Uh, how much do we want to like get into? Let's talk story? a little bit about the card game okay. here, and then get into like a, a little basis of the story. You know, okay. a summary like we usually do. So the card game, you start out with uh, forest monsters. These are monsters that require sacrifices in order to go in. Uh, you have a deck of it's not squirrels. Squirrels. I was going to say yeah. rabbits. A uh, deck of squirrels, uh, easily summoned, no cost. And then you have cards that require one sacrifice. So you'd have to sacrifice a squirrel or two sacrifices, two squirrels or a card that doesn't have a cost in your deck, um, as well as uh, moving on to the next thing, bones. Yes. Every time a creature on your side of the field dies, you gain a bone. You can use bones to as sacrifices to summon certain cards as well. Uh, that's yeah. the second type. Third type is robots. That has an energy bar meter. Uh, I think six energy is your max. Yes. Uh, and each turn, your energy replenishes after you use it. Yes. So, and you gain one more energy every turn. So yeah. turn one, you get one. Turn two, you get two. Yeah. And, and so there's forth. cards that give you an extra energy. Yeah. So you, by turn three, you might be at five energy if you exactly. summon two energy giving cards. Uh, there's uh, magic cards. Yeah, these that are more. Gems these are stuff. probably the more technical ones, the magic yeah. ones. This gets really complicated, and your deck building has to be pretty on point with yeah. the magic. Uh, but for the robot ones, they do have circuitry. Yeah. So if you have two circuits at the end of each line, so if one's at the far right and one's at the far left, you gain buffs. A buffs based on what they they get with the circuit. Yeah. Like it says, if completed a circuit, you gain plus two attack. And if you some of them plus get two defense. Like, uh, attack can twice. attack in every direction. Yeah. And stuff like that. And some of those things are really big. Um, so you have to get through people's cards in the game. And then have to attack each player. There's a scale on each one of the battles yeah. that tips. Um, at the beginning, it's five on each side. Yeah. So if you do five damage your first turn, you win. Exactly. But if you do five damage your second turn and your opponent did four damage, you will only have one, one. plus yeah. edge on your opponent. Yeah. So the scale goes back and forth. You're trying to tip it over to each other. Um, there's different items you can have in the game, like you can have a pl- set of pliers where you can pull out a tooth and use that as a whole extra weight yeah. on the scale. If you feel like you're pretty desperate, uh, there's a knife that you can take your eye out with, but that's more of a story-driven thing. Yeah, which but that you also, definitely need to do. <laughs> that's like, I think it's worth like three teeth. Yeah, it is. So... Um, just a bunch of stuff like that. And then, sorry, the gems really fast. The gems oh, are yeah. very strange. You need... A summoning gem on the field in order to summon, mm-hmm. which is really fucking annoying, actually, because yes. then you need to take up space on the field just to summon better monsters. Yes. And you and, can't sacrifice them. And they can't die. And they can't die. Yeah. No, they can die. Well, like, if you 
put down a green gem and then it gets killed right away before you or next turn. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah. That's play another like green knight or green mage. Yeah. Or whatever. You can't because your green gem just got killed. Yes. It's, like, it's so annoying that you have to have it on the field always. But what's cool is they have combo cards. Like there were robots with gem abilities yes. on. There were uh, um, uh, forest creatures with gem abilities. There was yeah. uh, undead with gem abilities. So everyone had like... And some people had uh, circuit abilities, and they were like forest creatures and gem mm-hmm. creatures. So it was an interesting combo when things started like crossing over. And you can build cards to be that way too. Yeah. So there were upgrades you can the do. The customizability of your deck and the things you can do to each individual card in yeah. this game is ridiculous. If they actually made this a real roguelike game where it was just a nonstop kind of adventure uh-huh. going up, I think a lot of people would like it. Honestly, I do too. I think if they and did a mobile version of this game, it would be pretty fucking insane. Yeah, honestly, like just do like a Hearthstone kind of game. Yeah, with but I don't know. Would you cards. want so in the original part of this, guys? There's four spaces for summoning. Oh. And in the expanded part for the last five. part, it's five. So I don't know. Would you want the four or the five? Have option to be able to do both. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd rather have the four. I really enjoyed the four. It was easier to cover the field and defend. Yeah. On five, it just gets a little tougher, especially because your opponents usually have a set. Yeah. Like, even though you start out with no fucking monsters on the field, they're like, oh, yeah, I start out with a 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah, and uh, it's going to kill you next turn. <laughs> yeah, if you don't block it. Good luck! So, uh, use your next three turns to just block and get something killed every turn. And yeah, then... so you can get enough bones to summon something <laughs> with bones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Ridiculous. Um, um, one of the things that I found really interesting about the gameplay, too, is sometimes it was beneficial not to kill creatures yeah. and monsters. Yeah. Um, there's ways to attack cards to the side, or be, there's like sniper cards to let you pick any area yeah. you want to attack. And it was really awesome at times, because sometimes they would have like random things on the map, like bushes or trees or yeah parts of a bridge or whatever it was and uh, it would effectively block them so they'd have to remove that obstacle before they could continue yeah. forward and if they had just a one one on one space and then one empty space you could leave one empty space up leave like three trees up and just the one one have something that can block that one one or just yeah. let it through because it's only one damage and then just draw all your damage in that one hole. Yeah. And they can never summon anything, really, because everything's... They can only use one lane, but they keep putting cards back in the other lanes. Yeah, so they don't... Forward. They are a fixed setting, so they, the game yeah. is meant for you to win, because a lot of roguelike games are meant for you to lose. Yes. Because you get better as you lose. Um, but in this one, it's meant for you to win, so they put them on weird spots that block and everything. I guess we should say that with these lanes that we're talking about, you can always see what the boss's next move is going to be. Yeah. And so that's where it gets a little beneficial, where you can really plan ahead. Yeah. And uh, there's four, um, shoot, horizontal lanes mm-hmm. and four vertical lanes. Yeah. So basically, if they put a card down, they put it down on their first lane and they have to move up two additional lanes in order to attack you. Yeah. But you put a card down, it doesn't move at all. Yes. You have to stay on your... You're basically always on defense, and you can attack them by attacking open spaces on the third lane. Yeah. The third uh, vertical lane. Yeah, and don't be discouraged if the first couple turns you're just on full defense mode, because that's kind of how the game is designed. Yeah. You're meant to... 
survive the first few turns until you can build up your hand or your deck until you can really start what gets down. cool is eventually your squirrel so you have two decks too by the way a squirrel deck or a base robot deck or a base gem deck yeah. and then your regular deck and some at one point you get abilities on your cards yeah so on my robot ones i had it does one damage if you attack it yeah which was fun nice. and then uh I can't remember the other one. I had flying defense and then I had a third thing on there. And I was like, God, these squirrels are fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. So, and oh, I think if I sacrifice it, it's worth two. Nice. So, like, it was just fucking crazy to have that on a base card. So, yeah. it's more beneficial to draw a fucking squirrel than it is from your deck. Yeah. And then same. Because it's a guaranteed squirrel every yeah. turn. You can keep drawing from it. So, if, and if it has a bunch of abilities on it, you're fucking golden. Yeah. Like, one of the things that I did was I put the ant symbol on a squirrel. So every time I played a squirrel, I got an ant card. Yeah. And an ant was a... Zero costing. Uh, it was a one sacrifice cost. Oh, one sacrifice. That's right. And yeah. then I got one plus power for each ant on the field, yes. right? So I would play a squirrel, draw an ant, play an ant, and then do that every turn. And then I'd have four, four... Yeah. <laughs> uh, four attack ants that would just And if all you get just, the ant queen, yeah, you kill it. Yeah, ants are cool. Ants were fun. Um, that was one of the fun ones I did. Um, I had with the robots. I had the flying defense. Yeah, and I also had the uh, the nano armor. Yeah, so we could take one one attack for free for free. Yeah, which was especially awesome against like explode bots because yeah. you would explode the bot and then it would just take away your armor and then you. Could I still... thought that was cool in the third one where they recharged your special abilities yes so in this you get a special so in the first one you get like a totem that gives everyone one of your cards the same sigil yes and the sigil gives it an extra power like we were talking the ant sigil and all that jazz and then you get the the pliers we were talking about that pulls out a tooth uh the knife that pulls out an eye you could have like a squirrel in a jar that gives you a free squirrel on the field or a jar that gives you a free boulder that has five health that is big so stuff like that and uh the once you use them though they're gone. Yeah. In the first one, in the third act, uh, the once you use them, you can recharge at a power recharging station. Yeah, it's basically bonfires. If you've ever played any Souls like game. Yeah. Um, the third act has more of that. It's like a roguelike Souls like yeah. kind of game because you're walking around. All the enemies reset if you fail or if you rest at a stop or if you go back to the main. Uh, part in the middle. Yeah. Um, but you have to get through several, a certain amount of bosses to get to the main boss in that area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just really interesting with that because you drop like all your gold, like you do in Dark Souls, where you do yeah. drop your souls, and then you have to go back and find it again. Yep. It gets pretty crazy with that. All right. Well, let's move on to story and tell them a little bit about what this game is all about. All right. So yeah, well, like you said, we start out this game. Oh yeah. Hold on. Hold on. It's story time. Let's get started. I'm stupid. All right. All right. So you started this game, like we said, in a cabin. This guy is wanting you. In the woods. Yeah, it's a cabin in the woods. You don't know why you're there. He's not letting you leave. He's got you chained. <laughs> naked. And afraid. And, and his penis is out. And it's throbbing. It's throbbing. It's huge. It's huge. Monstrous. But, but small at the same time. It makes you... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, this guy's name is Leshy. Well, you wants... know, so you don't oh, know yeah, his don't name know throughout either. the entire first act. That's true. Um, 
he was telling you that you have to play this game with you him. You can't even see his fucking face for the entire yeah, first act until really the very end of it. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you can see his mask, yeah. but you can't see his face until the end. Um, but yeah, he's forcing you to play this game. Um, you have to keep getting through it. Uh, you have to... You start When you start playing the game, you start realizing that there's a card that can talk. The stoat. The stoat. And so I have a theory about that, by the way. I don't know. It's probably not true. But like the only people in there that talk to you are the bosses. And then you mm-hmm. find three cards that can talk to you. The stoat, the stink bug, and the wolf. So I assume those are all... Those are the scribes. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. So that's the, the so robot. The stoat the... is PO3. Yeah. Which, as you progress through Act 1, you start realizing the stoat more and more starts turning into a computer face. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even notice. Oh, his card art fully changes the more and more you keep okay. going through and the more and more you keep talking to him and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't notice and I just realized this after I beat the game. I'm like, why could those cards talk? What, what do they mean yeah. to be free? Because we didn't free anyone. And but then we did actually free yeah. the scribes. The stink bugs start, uh, she starts morphing into the girl Okay, she's the necromancer, magistrate, yeah, yeah. whatever. The dead girl. The dead one. And, and then, then um, the last person is the wizard, the wolf. Yeah, that makes sense because he had the plan. Yeah, I I thought the, the wolf might have been the robot just because the plan sounded really robotic. Oh, okay. But no, it it makes sense yeah. that yeah. So yeah, those so you still find... more insulted people, and that was the robots thing. Yeah, exactly. And the stoat hated everybody. Yeah. Ah, oh, this guy. I don't want to deal with this guy. Yeah. And so everybody kind of was, and like when you got the stink bug, she's like, oh, we need to find the stunted wolf. Yeah. Um. So they were obviously more in cohorts than po3 was um so you kind of yeah as we're talking about this like so these mini games we were talking about earlier in the cabin are used to find these extra cards yeah so this is where you find the stink bug is in um is in a safe yeah um which there's a rule book in his cabin, which if you read it and scroll through, you find a page that has the combination code yeah. on so it. So all of this is, by the way, the cards talking to you, the stoat, the stink bug, and the stunted wolf. The stoat will tell you, hey, maybe you should check out the rule book. Yeah. And then the stink bug tells you about the wolf. Doesn't really give you a lot of specifics, but says, like, this is your next goal. Yeah. Get this done. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he knows the way... To set us free or yeah, get us out she, of this. Well, yeah, she, but he, I don't know. I don't think it really matters. They're fucking computer programs. Yeah, but they were put into the game. <laughs> what do you mean? Is it the lore that they're so, real yeah, people? See, that's well, what they're I not, thought. They're not real people. They're, uh, they were created in the game and then given sentience. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, in this first part, really, your main goal is solving puzzles. Yes. All, all the, everything you do is a puzzle fucking Because you need to get a roll of film. Yeah. So, uh, you end up, if you lose, I lost twi- twice or three times, I think. I did about the same. Uh, and the second time, I had the camera, but I didn't have any film. Me too. Because you grab the camera, and yeah. he's like, ha, 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 is the this what you're looking the for? The film is. <laughs> yeah. So, anything he takes a picture of becomes a card. Yep. Um, so, in this, you you can die as many times as you want. You just reset. Yeah. Uh, the first thing you do is get the stink bugs. Stoat tells you check the rule book. In the rule book, you have the code to the safe. That's what we already talked about. Um, the next thing you want to do, and you'll get some cards along the way. There's a weird puzzle where you have to show attack and defense. Yeah. We have to equal it out to five yeah. of five, just and twice. You, you get the cage wolf yeah. in there, and then yeah. you can unlock a totem, and then you can get the knife. 
Yeah, so the important well, the important thing to do first is the cage wolf has to die. Yes. So no, the you Oh get yeah, the, the cage wolf has to die and then yeah. you can get the knife. Yeah, so you the cage wolf ha- has to die. Then uh he becomes a regular wolf, I'm pretty yeah. and then it's not fucking important anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know why to... they did that, but I thought that was going to be the stunted wolf, and I'm like, I okay, so it's, it's not, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, you get the knife. How does the wolf statue unlock again? It just unlocks, right? The cage breaks. The cage breaks around, when the cage yeah. wolf dies. Yeah, so there's the knife is in a cage. Uh, the cage breaks when the, the cage wolf dies. You grab the knife. Yep. The and next then... part of the story is you rip out your own eyeball, which yep. I didn't even realize until I was losing a match. I'm like, God, I don't want to start over again. What can I do? Yeah. And then if you quit out and go back in, you can reset your match. Oh, okay. But you always reset with the same fucking hand. Oh, yeah. So if you're in a, win- a spot where you cannot win, you yeah. just have to die. But in this case, I just kept resetting. And I'm like, what can I fucking do to win this? Yeah. And I eventually realized, oh, I wonder if the eye is like a... Extra points or yeah whatever. yeah and so i pulled out my eye and i'm like oh i hope it's not going to be this annoying now because it's like half <laughs> yeah, your screen it, yeah, is gone it, it starts blurring the entire right side because you're only getting that amount of vision anymore god it was so annoying so I, so i was like fuck i might have fucked myself i should have left the fucking eye in and then he's like well i don't want this game to be unfair yeah so i've got a, a treasure chest full of eyes pick an eye out of it yeah. And most of the eyes look normal except for one. I was debating picking a normal eye because I'm like, I wonder if it's pushing me to pick this weird fucking eye and if they all do the same thing. Uh, They are pushing you to go for the not At, normal yeah, eye. Yeah, but what happens if you... I don't... Th- I think you... I don't know, you honestly. You reset with the knife and you have to do Maybe, it again. Maybe, I think probably. You just do it until that's the only eye left. Probably. I should have tried it. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, so you get this ancestral eye is what it's called. Yeah, and I think it's a... Oh, no, it's not what's his face's eye. It's no, not the I don't... The wolf is missing an eye. Oh, it is actually his eye. Yeah. It's the artist's eye who could see the future. Okay. And he could uh, see things that nobody else could with his special paint. Yeah. And so that's when you start seeing all of the special paint yeah. everywhere. Like, when he closes the chest, when you have the eye on it, it says something on the chest. I can't yeah. remember exactly what it says. Yeah. But then um, oh, the clock, I you think. can look at the clock yeah. and then it'll show you like where our minute and second, second hands hand should be. Go. Yeah. And it does a few. I think there's three of them in the first one and two of them in the second one. Yeah. So, and then you get the stunted wolf from the clock. Yes. And the roll of film. Yes. So then once you finally make it through all four of the bosses again and make it to Leshy, once you defeat him. Do you even have to defeat him if you had the camera in the second? I wonder if you die and you just get the camera. I don't know. Very curious. I don't know. Yeah, wouldn't that be interesting? Because I ended up beating him for it in that playthrough, but I was like, thinking about it, you're like, you get the camera at one point when you die, it's just hanging out there, and he's yeah. like mocking you with it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, weird. But yeah, so uh, you defeat him, you trap him, and then it... hold on, his defeat is great, guys. Yes, it is. he gets so you have to defeat each boss twice, and there's several. In this one, there's the miner, the prospector. Or sorry, the prospector, the skinner, and the uh, fisherman. Yes. And each boss is fucking insane. They're scary as shit. Yeah. They're very scary people. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're, they're... Looks like you got some gold in there. Like, oh my god. So fucking that creepy. was the hardest boss. It's the first boss, and he's fucking bullshit because the prospector. No, I thought he was the easiest. The skinner was the hardest for me because the... every time something died, he took the card away. Yeah. So that that was definitely annoying, but uh. I don't know. My deck was so good at that point that that one didn't bother me. The first one bothered me a lot, though, yeah. especially because like I'd have like 
these four immaculate cards on the board. Yeah. And then I'd beat him down, and then he'd turn all my cards into gold. Yeah. That you can't sacrifice or do anything with, so you just have to let him build up an army to take out your shit. Yep. And I'm like, fuck this bullshit. So by the second time I did that, because I beat him the first time, and then I lost to the fisherman, and then I think I beat the fisherman, and then lost twice to the oh, fucking okay. uh, Skinner guy. Um, but after the first time, I only put two cards on the field at that point. Oh, okay. And made sure that there were yeah. only two cards on the field, so that way you can fuck me over. Um, so yeah, you get these bosses, and it, Leshy's fight's fun, because the first time, you have to beat them twice. After the first time, they do something weird to you, and then you're kind of fucked for a few yeah. rounds, and then you're good. Uh, but uh, his second one is he summons the fucking moon to the field. Which was fucking awesome. It, it was really cool. It wasn't hard to beat it. I had two mantis gods on the field. Well, yeah, so so the moon's behind damage. him the entire last boss battle with him. And yeah. then he's like, oh, this moon's annoying. And he takes a picture of the moon and then places that in all four lanes. Yeah. And it attacks all four lanes at a time, one damage each, and it has 40 health. Yeah, so you have to kill that. But I had a bunch of good cards on the I field. I fucked that thing up. It wasn't yeah, even fair. Yeah, I fucked him like three turns. Yeah, <laughs> so four turns. It was, it was really cool cool because uh that was just such a cool cinematic part of the game and i thought oh, that was yeah. the end of the game i'm like oh so the game's over so we freed everything and we're good no because then after that it like the, your computer screen changes and it says like cam works and then it shows a yeah. bunch of so video videos and then you realize that you're not playing the game you're playing a character who is playing the yes. game. So you're playing... Luke Carter. Oh, I was going to say Tom Riddles, but that's not right. <laughs> no, that's like Harry Potter or something. Close enough. Yeah, they did like, a it was like, it was, the, it, was, it was a stupid fuck. Because he's a, it's a card... He's a card opener. Oh, what the fuck are those uh, called? Um, God, they're called something. He opens card packs and he's like, yeah. Guys, you don't go fucking believe it! First edition Charizard! First edition Charizard! <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> that's, it is. And it's like, it's all staged. It's all bullshit. They're, yeah. They... They know what's in the packs beforehand, yeah. so they're just all fucking horseshit card openers. And um, yeah, I have a I have a friend who's done some card opening things on and he channels for Yu Gi Oh. But he stages it. I don't know. He stages it. He probably hundred percent. Probably. He's, he's like, not all right. Very... Let me show you how I open the card pack. <laughs> let me do it all gently here. And I'm like, you know, it's not hard to reseal a fucking no, pack. No, it really isn't. They sell reselled packs online all yeah, the time. Yeah, so it's just really funny that they but, they open the cards beforehand and then reseal the packs in order for them to be a surprise again, and then they're not really a fucking yeah, surprise. Yeah, so you find out this guy, Luke Carter, he bought a bunch of like packs of inscription of a, a certain game, and then a, a few packs at a garage sale of inscription. Yeah, four packs of inscription from a garage sale. Yes. And each, each video that he has in there, they're recorded with like a shit camera, so he's yeah. the worst fucking uh, card opener He's a of very all time. like beginning yeah. level YouTuber. Um, and so, yeah, he, uh, you find out that he's opening these packs and then he opens one of the packs of inscription and sees a card with coordinates on it. And this is by far, I think the dumbest part of the entire yeah, it's game. Yeah, go away. These no coordinates way. are really close to my house. These are, who knows their fucking yeah. coordinates? Wait a second. The Z is wrong. <laughs> what? what the fuck are Wait, you talking like, it's about? It's only a couple miles away so from So by my coordinates, house. literally we mean X, Y, Z. It's like 35 yes. longitude by 88 latitude by yeah. whatever. And it's just the stupidest fucking thing. And he's in Canada, by the way. Is he in Canada? Yeah. Oh, maybe everyone in Canada knows their fucking coordinates. Um, Any well, Canadian listeners, so, please send us. Do you know your coordinates? I'll, I'll get more into this when we get to the actual hidden lore of the game. But there actually was a copy, a, a floppy disk, hidden at those coordinates in Canada that two actual YouTubers 
went out and found that had one of the secrets to the game. Oh, really? That's the cool. hidden lore. Yeah, that's cool. Like they really imitated the game as they made the game and made life imitate the game. Yeah, and it was insane. Like the amount of thought this guy had to go into to create this is like Marvel Universe level yeah. of plot lining like holy shit dude <laughs> so so the he goes to the coordinates he finds the floppy disk of this game inscription he knows the card game a little bit probably yeah. doesn't know how to play it but knows uh he knows this never had a video game yeah so he made. looks it up he calls the company that made the card game can't find anything on it the company sends an email back saying if hey. you have our property give it back to us or we're gonna yeah. sue you um, kind and of things. A, a girl comes. Oh, wait, is that in this one? The girl comes to his house. I think it is. I, yeah, I think so. Because then the girl's like, "You're, but I know you. You're a card guy opener." Yeah. And I'm like, "You are the worst actress of all fucking time." <laughs> and then he's like, "How'd you find my my boss told me? Well, how'd you get past my gate? It doesn't matter. I jumped it. <laughs> like, okay. I was lit. I'm a very important person. <laughs> it's just so bizarre, so weird, yeah. so." It's, this, it's this young girl that clearly is one of the game developer's girlfriends or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, in this this game, uh, like, the videos in this, I don't know if any of you guys uh, watched on YouTube Marble Hornets. It was a bunch of kids made a bunch of slender yeah. YouTube videos, shorts. There's, like, 386 episodes. Would They're never. fantastically horrifying. They're scary as fuck. Like, I get more afraid of that than the games by far. Yeah. It gives me a weird feeling. Every time I watch it, I but... have a weird boner. It's really strange. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, so the videos are kind of that quality, just very minimalistic. Yeah, yeah. it's like having very... a fucking camcorder in the early two yeah. thousands. So, so yeah, we we learn a little bit about the story, and then did this next part confuse the shit out of you? Yeah, when you're stuck in the dark room. Yeah, I was in there for like ten minutes. Like, what do I Dude. do? I'm so confused. <laughs> I was so, like, yeah, there's a few parts of this game where you don't know if you're, like, in a loading screen that's just blacked out that's taking a while. Yeah. Or if you're in a dark room and you need to, like, turn or move around. But that's when you actually had to turn, right? No. er... So you literally, you're in this room moving around and you're stuck in this fucking room. You can't do anything. You have to leave the game and start a new game. Because one of the things you find out is, so as you enter this game, you have to hit continue. You can't hit new game. Which was weird. Yes. Uh, but now the new game option is available. Once you've defeated Leshy and yeah. trap him, the, it unlocks the new game option. Yeah, which was really annoying because I'm in this room for 10 minutes. Like, what the fuck do I do? I can't go forward. I can't go backwards. Yeah, and this is part of the meta thing of you couldn't do a new game because you're starting to play as Luke Carter, who's already been playing the game. So you're now taking control. No, actually, so what I thought it was, because uh, in the game you actually find a card called Casey. Hmm. And you find out Casey's the oh, one who yeah. makes the game. So I figured Casey, you were actually uh, continuing on her game. Yeah, I think actually you're right. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Because yeah. Casey's hugely important. Yeah. She has her own game, I think, later on. Well, she actually is the game creator of Inscription. Yeah, yeah no, I think like she has her own like, they made another version of Inscription, like a downloadable content, and Casey's the main character. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. I think that's what I saw on there, and I thought that was really cool. Um, a lot of the hidden lore has to do with Casey, and yeah. Casey shows up in every single act. Um, yeah. Which, she's a, uh, she's a death card that you can randomly get, it's yeah. a rare drop. And then. Uh, I got her every single time, so I don't know if oh, it's, maybe that it's rare. not a rare drop. Yeah. Um, she's mentioned in a. Uh, one of the later videos 
when he's talking. Yeah, he t- calls her mom. Yeah, because that's where he got them the from cars, the garage sale. Yeah. And found out that uh, she had died in a fire. Yep. And then you can uh, find her in Act 2. Um, she was the person who was killed by ice. Yeah. And then in Act 3, she's in front of some ice, and she says that she will heat the area so you can pass through. And PO3 chuckles because he knows that she died in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, Act 2 is cool. It's like an 8-bit version of what you just did. Yes. Kind of. It's very different. It starts so, out like describing the scribe's role. Each scribe yeah. uh, has a magic power to turn things in the cards. One with a photograph. One, one with, with a brush. Brush. One with... Uh, what's the undead one do? trying to remember i cannot fucking remember one can like oh doubt. she scribe uh sheila uses like pin on a certain paper oh and yeah writes about it yeah and then so it she happens. scribes and then the robot downloads I'm yes pretty sure she yeah. scans scans, scans yeah. yeah well yeah, downloads scans. yeah he puts them in this scanner unit yeah thing so yeah. and each one creates their little world and you have to defeat you want to replace the scribe yeah, you so wanna. you get to pick which scribe you want to replace. Yeah, which I picked Leshy. I picked Leshy. Because I'm like, fuck you, well, Leshy, No, at dick. first I picked the magic because I thought that sounded cool. Yeah. And then I hated the magic, so I switched it to Leshy later. Okay, so yeah, I picked Leshy originally because I was like, he's the bad He's the main bad guy. He's the fucking asshole. His ass. Yeah, I'm going to fucking take it over his cabin now. I'm fucking Leshy now. He already trapped these other scribes. Yeah. Which... He's actually left in charge of the others. He was left in charge, yeah. and the other tri- scribes were trapped because Leshy is the only one that wouldn't ever let them out. Yeah. And wouldn't ever try to leave. He just wants to play the game. Yeah. All Leshy wants to do is play this card game. Yeah. He's awesome, actually. He's yeah. the least evil He's character when you find out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you go through the 8-bit world. You have to defeat each boss. In this yeah. one, you get all the different kind of card types. There's not a lot of story in this one. You don't no. learn too much. You don't do too much. One mechanic that I will say really helps me, because I was really struggling at first with this, is after I started accumulating some cards, yeah. I couldn't find a good synergy in my deck. So I removed all the cards in my deck, because you can actually manipulate your deck a lot yeah. more in this one. Because you this only one have 20 you cards. Act, this one you actually make a deck rather yeah. than uh, uh, being forced to have any card you pick go into your deck. That's, exactly. Again, the, the typical roguelike, it forces you to take whatever you get yeah. and put it in your deck. Yeah, so this time you actually get to make a 20-card deck yeah. every time. And so they actually had an auto-build feature. And I clicked the auto-build feature, and I started winning every match. And auto-build? I'm like, yeah, so if you uh, took all the cards out of your deck... There was a button that sh- popped up okay. on the bottom that said auto build. I clicked auto build and it auto built me a deck of the cards that I had. Oh, I just built the and deck. it was fantastic. I for some reason I couldn't figure out the synergy of like the magic and all that. Well, I got a really good deck going. Yeah, it was fun. But so if you are struggling, use the auto build. Yeah, that's uh, just a suggestion. So you beat all four bosses. Yes. Um, and then you pick your guy, which I assume no matter what you pick, it always turns out the same. I'm guessing so. Uh, so PO3 kind of just yeah jumps in. The robot becomes the bad guy. He's the obvious bad guy yeah. throughout this entire thing. Even like defeating the wizard in the tower, he's like, "I've seen it. Watch out for the robot." Yeah. Well, and like. The wizard is the most fucked up. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like... He's creepy. His tower is just so fucking... Like, each one of his apprentices, which I thought these were all things that were, like... My whole thing about the game is I thought the game, like, sucked you in eventually, and you became a file in the game, oh, and you became interesting. A, an apprentice or a card of some kind, because all these things were oh, in okay. there, in case he seemed like a real person. So I thought, like, 
you're literally getting fucked. Yeah. And the apprentices I thought were real people. I'm like, God, Jesus, <laughs> fuck, he's doing terribly. He like one made one completely uh, separated from everybody. Yeah. Uh, another one, he turned into like a giant fucking pile of slime or something. Yeah. Like it was so weird. It's 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 so creepy. And you can see the slime going through the tubes. Yeah. In three and talk to him, and he's a secret boss you can find. Really. In Act Three, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think. Who? Wait, which one? The slime guy. Oh, okay. You um, can actually—he's a secret boss in Act Three. Is that, it those arrows that don't exist? Um. So it, you have to solve a puzzle on a totem, and then after talking to him, and then, uh, it opens like, it like teleports you to a new place where you're actually like in a, his land, and yeah. it's just the entire ground is him just goo everywhere and you have to he has he shows you a painting and then you have to keep looking at his painting to make sure that he knows that you like his painting yeah because if you don't like his painting he thinks you hate him and you hate his painting and you hate everything about him but you can actually like battle him and then you can have him give good information to po3 later it's it's weird interesting (laughs) so so yeah you go through that at the end of that you get to choose which one you take over I yep. chose Leshy. I chose Leshy. You chose Leshy. And then once you choose that, you don't get to take over shit. Nope. You are forced into PO3's world now. Yep. And he's an asshole. He is. He's a mick asshole. He's got you actually like uh, bolted to the table and stuff. Yeah. Handcuffed to the table basically this time. Um, he doesn't let you move. He doesn't let you go to certain areas when he does let you up for a little bit. Yeah. Like He's like, hey, battery died. Go get me a new battery. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of stupid stuff like that. Um, he's keeps talking about this great transcendence that he's trying yeah. to make, and you're the one who's going to help. And sorry, I guess it. we didn't talk about this. The four scribes, there's a lady who's undead, the PO3 is the robot, and the wizard's like this guy covered completely in fucking like seaweed or hair or something. Yeah, and like brush and trees. And then Leshy looks like an old man in the forest who has like twigs growing out of his fucking head. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So, yeah, real creepy vibes, just always. They all have weird eyes. Yes, they all have, like, spiders crawling around the table yeah. and stuff while you play. Really creepy fucking shit. The PO3 is the funniest, I'll give him that. He is the funniest by it's, far. His story was probably the least interesting, but he had, yeah. like, the best graphics for it. Yeah. So. Well, and I love the faces that he yeah. makes because he's a computer screen. Yeah. So like, eh, eh. He's literally, if you've watched Spongebob, he's wife. Computer wife. Oh, okay. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you get through his whole story. You have to uh, do a couple things, grab a battery for him, solve a couple more puzzles. The uh, alarm clock puzzle was a little difficult this time. Yeah. You had to go buy a fucking clock. In the, in game. the actual yeah. game. and it that had the 25 Robobucks. Which Robobucks were really hard to get in the beginning. You had to do excessive damage to yeah. or find it. Yeah, which more than like, if you find it, it's two out of fucking time. Which a lot of times, like, if you could in the game, like, get them down to, like, one damage, and then next turn do, like, eight damage. Yeah. Super beneficial, because then you would get a shit ton of Robobucks. I barely used it. I started really farming Robobucks. Yeah, I I didn't use it at all. I just decided not to care. I bought almost everything you could buy in that motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, nice. Uh, Which, every time you bought some of the reusable things, it increased the amount it would cost. Yeah. I'm not surprised. But the clock was the only thing I bought. Uh, and then that gave you the hands, and it had two this time instead of yeah. three. And then one of them gave you... I'm trying to remember. It was important. 
two things. One of them was important. One of them from was just a card from the clock. Oh, um, it was important for the story later on. It's the the piece the part of the code that um, to get to the secret boss that totem part of the the top of the totem. Code. Okay, and then. I think it also had something to do with the uh, card that you have to create first, too. Okay, that might be it then. Um, because there was a couple of clue things about the card that you're supposed to make. That there was a printer on the left of him. Yeah. And you were supposed to make that card exactly when you first got the option to make a card, and then you got extra lore that way too. Extra lore. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I didn't do that. Uh, so. You get through this whole thing, and eventually you get to a point where he's like, oh, power outage. What the fuck, dog? Yeah. Go grab it. So, and you have to fight four scribes again in their computer scribes. I guess let's go into the bosses, because they're yeah, important. The this bots. is the... I don't like this. I really don't like when games do this, because it makes me feel uncomfortable about giving them access to my computer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hated that part. I actually looked it up at that part. Like, is this okay to do? Should yeah, you do well, this? And so, and I knew it was, because, again, Doki Doki did yeah. the same thing. Um, but in... This part, and one of the bosses, they ask asks for access to your files. Yeah, which this part of the match was really funny to me, because I was actually losing at this point. Yeah, and you threw down a giant fucking file. <laughs> I threw down the video file for our Coder episode, which is one of our longest yeah. episodes. It was 17 gig mm-hmm. the size of the file. So it went from, I'm almost losing, to I was one point away from winning. Nice. <laughs> He's yeah. like, damn, that's a really, really big file. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is, motherfucker. So, so we had to do that, which is really... It's weird to give a game access to your files because that is yeah. archived because they do save that online. Yeah. I don't... Again, I do not like that. That's weird fucking... I re- really wish people would stop trying to be all weird and meta about this. Yeah. Because it, it's funny and it's interesting. Do it... Like, and I thought it would be more interesting if you were giving them access to your computer and you were uh, the Carter guy. Mm. Right? So you had all these files that were like opening packs. Yeah. Like, what's funny is one of the files I used was a Yu Gi Oh file. Nice. From the Yu Gi Oh game we played, Sacred oh, Cards. Nice. So, and I thought that was funny because later on, then you do the duelist thing. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And then one of them, it gives you access to the internet, which yeah. I'm pretty sure is your Steam one where you yeah. text your Steam friends and make them your enemies. It did, because the first two enemies that sent after me was you and Corey. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then it was Dwayne after that, which. Corey and Dwayne's cards were ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, fuck those assholes. Um, then another one wanted access to a pictures. Yes. Which I don't quite it, understand. It grabbed a picture of a mole. I was like, oh, that's what a mole looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one, it was um, internet. You had pictures. to pick a file size that was old. Was it? Yeah. No, I don't remember that one. Um, so, yeah. With that one, I picked a f- old college file of mine that was like from. Oh yeah, because then you would lose the file forever. Yeah, I just picked whatever. I just I figured that was bullshit. I'm like, there's no way. I, I figured it was bullshit too. I think he meant you would lose it in the game, um, so you think couldn't use older, that file again. The older file, the older the file was, the better the card you got. Yeah. Was. So like, I got I think it was like a four four flying or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, I got like, a shit. I got like a seven seven three cost, and I was or oh, sorry, okay. six cost energy, three oh, cost wow. sacrifice kind of deal. Yeah, it was shit. I'm like, okay, this card is too much. Um, so actually, it was a pretty decent card there. Um, then after that, you had to uh, you got a card from another player. Yeah, and then um, then you had to after make a that card, boss, make a card to, to send, send to another player to another player playing the game. So these are real cards that people made that you get. Yeah, and this is real time too because 
once you send your card, you have to like I don't it did this for me where she paused and she's like, Alright. I sent the card to a player who's playing right now. If he wins this match with your card, you win the game. Oh, mine didn't do that. No? No. Oh. So, so maybe maybe it's a player uh Maybe that's maybe. maybe someone was playing at the same time yeah. as you, and that's what that because it actually like looked for a player, and then it found a player, and then like I actually just had to sit there and wait, yeah. and it just showed the like Wi-Fi symbol spinning on the map. It would be and cool then, if it showed the actual game, but then well, that would be bad because it gave access to someone else's right. desktop. So the coolest, the funny thing was without doing that, it kind of gave commentary about the yeah. game. So she's like, "Wow, this player is taking a long time to think. <laughs> this must be having a hard time thinking about what to do next." And then it's like, ooh, that was a bad move. I don't think you're going to win this one. Oh, oh, that was a really lucky move. Wow, that was good. And it just kept on yeah. saying stuff throughout the entire match. I was probably waiting around for like four minutes. Nice. And then I don't think the guy won because I didn't win the game right there and yeah. I had to keep going. But <laughs> So, yeah, so, and again, this meta things are interesting, but they should have really had to be meta with the Carter guy. Yeah. Access to his files, yeah. his computer. His internet, because yeah. that's what you're playing as. Well, and funny you say that. Um, I guess, do you want to keep going with the story before you go into the lore? Yes. Okay. So let's uh, finish up the story. So eventually, after the fourth boss, he's like, okay, power's out somewhere. Go fix it. And yeah, you go. Uh, the, one of the security cameras in the smelting room yeah, is out. out. Yeah. And you go there, and all three of the other scribes are there hanging yep. out. And they're like, you're going to defeat them. And when you do, we'll step in. Yep. So, so like we we're gonna use it as a distraction while his, he's all high up and mighty about yeah. the great transcendence, which with the great transcendence you find out uh, Po3 is trying to upload the game onto the World Wide Web. That's why he wanted access to your computer. Yeah. So that way everyone would play it, and that way they could be free. Yeah. Because the, the now more, they're on the web. Yeah, they're everywhere now. They're gonna be like. Uh, Ultron, basically, yeah. where they can keep scattering themselves and no one can actually fully delete them anymore. When they were just on one floppy disk, they had much higher risk yeah. of being destroyed. So, after you beat him, he admits his whole plan and then says, ah, you're beating me means nothing. And then all three come in and like... like Unless she rips off his head. Rips off his <laughs> fucking head, which was insane. I was like, ooh, that's, uh, that, was, that was fun. And I was Wasted! Like, <laughs> yeah, so... Leshy comes in, rips off his head, and then the girl, the undead girl, is like, okay, well, let's fix this. And then she deletes yeah. the whole game. Yep. And they're like, what are you doing? And she's You're like... You're going to delete us, too. Why would you do that? Yeah, she, she realizes how dangerous the game is. Yeah. And she starts deleting it, and you go through this whole, like, outro thing where you play each individual being, except for the computer guy. Because he's dead. Because he's dead. Yeah. So you first play her, and she kind of talks a little bit, tells you, like, it's sad that I'm going to be dead, but I hope at least we have enough time for me to finish this game. And she knows you are Luke Carter, and she starts calling you Luke and stuff. And then when she's, like, talking to you, And you start saying things. She's like, the reason I deleted the game is, I'm sure you know, I'm sure I know that you've been looking into the files and stuff. I've seen all your videos and everything. You're looking for the k- uh, I probably shouldn't even say that word. Yeah. Um, which the word was... Uh, oh, what the fuck is it called? Cornoffel. Cornoffel. Cornoffel code is the thing that... The reason they wanted to delete the game. Getting rid of the, the AI The Cornoffel code was the thing that gave them sh- sentience. Yeah. So, and this is interesting. There, between these things, you still have a... 
the Carter guy freaking out. Yeah. He's like constantly going and doing things. Uh, he's he thought somebody was invading his home at one point. Like, mm-hmm. and at this point, you're actually talking as Carter yeah. while playing the game, which was interesting to hear. Yeah. Because uh, as soon as I heard that, I thought someone was behind me. I'm like, what was that? I love that. Like in certain parts of the game where you throw down a really good card, and he's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it would like have that like video feedback. Yeah. And I was just like it was yes. fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's the only he only says that in the third act. It's not yeah. anywhere else. Because uh, you realize you're playing as him by yeah. that point. Um, so you play her, and you either finish the match or you don't. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Um, or I don't remember. I think I beat her. I think I beat her, too. And then everything starts disappearing. Yeah. And, and then, then she offers to shake your hand. Yeah, and you shake it. Yep. And then you That go, was the sad part about the last one. Uh, so then Leshy is the next guy. Yep. He, you play him, and he's like, let's just play for fun. We won't even count points. Yeah, you play for a little bit, then he just takes out the score yeah he doesn't care anymore he just wants to keep going because i beat him i think and then he's like let's just play for fun yeah I so too. you just keep going and you play for fun he used, lets you have your previous deck yep which wasn't true because mine wasn't the same it didn't have the sigil stuff yeah or in the totem anymore yeah so so uh you beat him and then he shakes your hand he tells yeah. you a little about himself pretty much like hey i just wanted to play the game i was yeah. having fun blah 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 he's actually not really yeah. a villain in this game <laughs> And then the last guy is the wizard. The wizard knew all this was going to happen, yeah. apparently. He predicted all this. And predicted he had, like, coding that said, this is probably going to yeah. be how this happens. If well, this and thing he happens. knows that you're going to access the old data, even though you shouldn't access the old data. And But his is the best. So you start, like, he's like, all right, let's play a game. And then it's like 900 life or something like that. 400 on you can't side. You can't even lose or win. You don't have the yeah. time. <laughs> uh, but... You rise up, and he's like, you should be happy. You've got a dual disc. Yeah, well, we were saying earlier, this is the part where he gets all Yu-Gi-Oh, and it's yeah. fantastic. Them actually, the cards, like, come into life in the middle and stuff. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, it's like, just like you I hated do. that it was the magic decks for that, but yeah. it was so cool. And uh, a deck you've never used, yeah. too. But, yeah, you get through that, and then his is so sad. He climbs down from the pillar. Yeah. He's like, I have to shake, shake your, your hand. hand, and he's, like, crawling to you. He's only got one arm, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he he's, does. he's trying to crawl to you as he's getting deleted, and he doesn't get to shake your hand, and it's no. really sad. Yeah, it really is. And maybe I was like, no, come back, shake my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really <laughs> sad. And then you finally delete the whole game. Yes. And the last file is there, and you don't get to see what it is. Um, there is, so it goes white screen before that, and you can move around, and if you move a certain pattern... You get you can to see it. Find, you can find this the woman that was in a hidden area in Act Two, mm-hmm. and she's like the prophecy foreteller, and she tells you, "I know you're about to find the old data file. I know you're gonna touch it. I gotta tell you, you still shouldn't touch it, but I know you're gonna touch it. So I don't even know why I'm bothering telling yeah. you to touch it. Then you go up one more screen and you find the old data, and then you can click on it." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing you didn't no. do that. So if you do that, then then you get the old data pops up and a bunch of redacted uh, military and CIA. Oh yeah, files. so I saw that. Oh okay, so, so I must. So have you didn't found have it. to. You, I guess you may not have had to touch it. Unless yeah, I'm guessing it. no because it just kept. It was really quick, so you don't really get to see anything. Oh okay, it was. Yeah, it's it's pretty quick, but. Um, you see, like, like a assassination license. and stuff. You see an ID of the Secretary of Defense. Yeah. You see a bunch of, like, CIA files. And, like, you, if you screenshot it, you can, like, really look at everything. And, yeah. Um, I'll go into the, more of that lore in a bit. But then, uh, 
The game ends. And it has an 11 and a half minute fucking end credit scene that you can't skip. No, and it's really... It's nothing. nothing. Yeah. I actually stopped watching it and started playing Elden Ring. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, if you go back and you get to watch a couple more videos, some of them are long, some of them are short. Yeah. Um, It's him calling like a news guy saying, Mm -hmm. hey, I've got a a big scoop for you, dog. And then at the end, someone's banging at his door and he's like, I already told you, I'm not giving you. And then she shoots him in the head. Yep, and then you see blood trail down in front of you and pool. She takes the game, but it's already deleted, so it doesn't matter. And he smashed it with a hammer, too. He pulled it out of the console and smashed it with a hammer. So it's like gone. All right, let's get into some of the lore here. All right. So like I said earlier, you find out Casey was one of the game creators, uh, Casey Hobbs. Um, you find that out in the, in the game. Um, so basically, what this game is, I'm just going to go right ahead and kind of like skip a lot of this and kind of tell you what the end of it is, and then I can go through a little bit of like some of the hidden stuff in the game. Okay. But Russians found Hitler's body, and when they found Hitler's body, they he had cards in his pocket that had the Karnoffel code on them. Okay. The code was used uh, to create malicious code that would become sentient. And malicious, of course. It would be like a the, the worst virus ever to live, basically. Yeah. So like what PO3 was wanting to plan. Um, Barry Wilkinson, was the, who was the secretary of the Department of Defense, infiltrated the Soviets, stole the disc, and gave it to GameFuna, the game company. That's a good move. Um... He gave it to Casey Hobbs. Just who was, make a game out of this, please. I think she was like a secret agent. Maybe. Um, that was like, had a cover of working at the game place. Yeah, and that makes she inscribed sense. all the code inside of the game. Mm-hmm. And it put all of their stuff, all their data and everything inside that old data inside the game. And then trapped all of the characters in cards inside a Leshy's game, gave Leshy control of everything because she knew that he wouldn't try to break out of the game and okay. so it would what basically what it is is luke carter or anybody who plays the game is ultimately the bad guy because they're the ones if you play the game and you beat the game you unlock the carnoffel code and you send it out to the world yeah so that's kind of what that is um yeah so then she hid the game in the woods and then she was killed shortly after that yeah so there's a lot of like crazy stuff in the game there's a lot of like there's a random uh card that pops up it's a it's a rare card that doesn't always pop up in game plays i don't know if you ever saw it it has a bunch of binary code on it no i don't think i saw it okay so it came up in mine um it's a random card that you can get just like when you're picking cards to add to your deck it shows up with a bunch of binary and everything and then if you like translated the binary it gave some sort of clue and then you could go take that clue to get another clue and so forth and so forth. Yeah. And there's like certain things, like even playing certain ways in the game. Um, so at some point, there's this long cipher code um, in one of the old data files if you go into the actual files in the game. Uh, so in Act 2, you know how there's that computer screen that pops up and it has like all the codes for the game? You can access it like a normal computer mm-hmm. and do like hacker codes and like computer coding okay to access all sorts of like files in the game and all sorts of like everything that you're not supposed to see and you can like access all the files that were in that redacted old data file mm-hmm. and you have to put in all these cipher codes to keep unlocking more and more and more and all these cipher codes are hidden in all of his other games oh interesting <laughs> 
So, like, it'll have a clue in this game written on a card in binary, and then you have to take that clue to say, like, manatee. And there was a manatee in his, like, first game ever created. And the name of that manatee is your cipher code to unlock the next clue. Huh. And so on and so forth. And, like, there's characters in each of the games that actually are in multiple of the games. Okay. So, like, in two of his other games, there's this character who's actually the CEO of Game Funa. Interesting. <laughs> and so, like, his characters are, like, really, like, weird like that. And then you can find out that there's this, like, code in there. Um, it's, it's a pig, uh, a mantis, a crown, and then, or a pig, a god, a king, and a pig. And pig in, like, German is, like, deuce or something like that, or close to deuce. Okay. And so if you do this, like, code that's, like, if you put uh, this card called deuce and then a card, the mantis god, and then the rat king, and then another card, deuce, the cards will change their names and spell the word stop. Okay. (laughs) Like, S-T-O-P. And I'm like, what the hell? And then that's another clue. And, like, it gets crazy how in-depth these clues get. And then, like I said, like, uh... You find out later, like, there was actually guys who went to those coordinates, yeah. found an actual disc, and then um, there's three people that access this website, and after those three people access the website, they shut it down, and each one of those three people each got one part of a three-part cipher, mm-hmm. and they had to find each other online through a Reddit of Dan Mullins, Okay, and then they were accessed able to pull those clues together to access more of the cipher and then you find all this hidden lore story of basically like the chronophal code was something that the germans were using and hitler was thinking about doing and now the government's trying to keep it from bad hands and it's it's insane like i'm like what the fuck that's really long (laughs) yeah it was a lot of lore i was like jesus and the amount of work people had to put go through for this like scrolling through like every frame of five different video games and going through all these different websites and going out in real life and i'm like what kind of fucking person built something this elaborate what kind of lunatic would even try that dude like it's insane i would be like fuck it i'm not doing it too much work but i give props to those people who did that because i'm like i love games that have all this really cool hidden lore and like too much they put all this like like even in like too hidden even in games like so one of the things i love about eldering the most is how many hidden paths and secrets and like areas and stuff are in the game and how big and expansive like you can miss so much if you don't just look at every single fucking detail and every single thing you could possibly jump on or every wall that could be an illusionary wall or every invisible bridge that you could have missed by not walking out into nothing like there's so much random shit in these games i'm like Jesus, and the people who find all this shit, I'm like... They're trying so hard. How? (laughs) All right, well, that was our very long story. Let's get into our next segment. Worth, worth, or nah? Go nah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go worth, for sure. This game was a lot of fun, actually. The story was interesting. Like, even without all the extra lore, it's still an interesting story. Oh, 100%. Even with, like Scott said, with the extra lore, it's just, like extra icing on top but like playing this game without knowing all that extra lore and then finding that out afterwards just gave more in depth to me but like this game alone even if it was just the first act of this game 
would have been enough for me to say worth. Like, yeah, I absolutely loved everything about this game. It was crazy. It was eerie. I had goosebumps yeah. throughout the until you get to the game. second part and you're like, nah, this game's a lot brighter now. Yeah, and then towards the end of Act Three, I got goosebumps again, especially yeah. like with the the dead girl. Yeah, fight and stuff. The music was so eerie. The spiders. I yeah. got all cringed up. I was like, no. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, the, this game was a lot of fun. I think anyone would enjoy it. It is a very neutral time killer game. Like yeah. besides the story, the roguelike concept is just they're meant to kill time. Yeah. They really that's what the games are meant to do. So. And it's really good at that. Like you'll play this for hours, and not even realize it. Yeah. I honestly like. This is probably my favorite log- roguelike game I've played, yeah. and it's by far the easiest roguelike game for sure. I've played. It's meant like, for you to win. It's definitely not... T- it's hard where you're going to have to... Like, I had to redo certain battles. Like, I think the most I ever had to do was, like, eight times or something, yeah. but that's not too bad. No. Like, if you talk to Dark Souls people, that's not bad at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, what's nice about the third act, too, is you don't have to restart with a new deck. And yeah, exactly. You get your old stuff. Yeah. Just drop your gold. Yeah, exactly. All right. Which well, is pretty easy to get back to. All right. We hope you enjoyed that game. Yes. Next week's game is... Psychonauts. Psychonauts! This is a game uh, made back in, like, the mid-2000s, I'm pretty so. sure. And I think this game was made for Windows. That's what it seems Maybe. like. It still has a controller, so it seems like a GameCube type of game, but definitely not GameCube. because it was Xbox. Yeah, it's way too dirty to be GameCube. Actually, I think it was an Xbox exclusive, possibly. Nice, yeah, because it's good, it's good so far. I like it. Okay, so. I haven't started it yet, so. All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone, or watching, or whatever. Yeah, we love you. No, we don't. I do. No, we don't. Me. No. Bye. <laughs>